I mean, the, I didn't have a doorknob for a night. Neat. Hallo und willkommen bei Isn't It Neat? Ein Podcast, in dem wir über Dinge reden, die wir toll finden. Mein Name ist Erin und ich werde von meinen Schwestern Helen. Hello. Und Caitlin. Hallo. Begleitet. Diese Woche sprechen wir über das deutschsprachige Musical Tanz der Vampire. Yay! Yay. <laughs> like all my German. <laughs> Keep the whole thing. I loved it. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Google Translate, for helping me with that. <laughs> Not your how many semesters of German language at uni? Two years. <laughs> yeah, yes. But it was forever and ever ago. And yeah. you even went to Stuttgart. <laughs> yeah, I even went to Germany, yeah. Um, <laughs> And so this so if you missed any of that, um, it's the same as any of the other intros that we do. Except in German. <laughs> and we're talking about a German musical today called Tanz der Vampira, which is one of my favourite things and also <laughs> one of Caitlin's favourite things. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Helen, did you watch um, um, the slime tutorial of the... Tends to Vampira on YouTube? Um, With the subtitle so you knew what was going on? I got like the first five minutes. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good effort though. And I, I, effort, I read the that's... wiki as well and then was like, oh, I think you watched this movie that wasn't a musical at some point in German. I vaguely remember bits and pieces probably walking in and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I just, you know. Oh, man. There is like highlights videos. There's some really good stuff in there. Yeah, it's like um, I tried, I went, I meant to like go through and at least pick out songs to listen yeah. to, but I forgot. So, <laughs> Helen, tell you watched. about which ones to, to, to watch. Um, yeah, there's so just... many good ones, though. I like all of them <laughs> in their own way. Um, so, this is it's a German language musical. Tanz der Vampira, which translates into Dance of the Vampires. It's based on a film called The Fearless Vampire Killers, or Pardon Me, But Your Teeth Are in My Neck. <laughs> um, everything about everything in this, this musical is just... It's, it's everything that I love. It's yes. <laughs> nonsense so with yeah. amazing Vampires. things. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of people that are clearly having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so the film was released in 1967. It's a comedy horror by Roman Polanski, who is a problematic person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so it's the little blurb about that is it's it's about a doddering vampire hunter and his bumbling assistant. They travel to a small mountain village where they find the telltale traces of vampirism. The assistant becomes enchanted by the local tavern keeper's daughter before, before she is promptly abducted. Determined to save the buxom maiden, they confront the undead count in his castle. That's the plot. <laughs> um, I have I have a DVD of the film. Um, which you probably saw me watch, but it, it is English. It's in English. Yeah. Oh, I've watched it once, I think. Oh, um, I remember maybe, I don't know. I just have vague memories of going out. I mean, there was an old man and he was trying to convince people that he had a bump on his head because the wife had knocked him out during the night or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was trying to, like, pretend that she hadn't done that. <laughs> she was she's like the oh no it was someone else that's amazing because that is in the musical yeah that oh. sounds like it it's about right yeah. I don't remember the specific scene or anything um, so uh, Roman 
Polanski. Um, he, he's a he's problematic. So he is a person um, mm-hmm. who is a kitty fiddler. Mm. Uh, yeah, so he's done some bad stuff. He's a famous director and he's done some amazing films. So early mm. in his career, especially, like, there's a lot of big films that were um, in the zeitgeist, like very culturally impactful. Because mm. you know how bad I am with names. I know that name. Yeah. So um, probably because of this, because of the Dance of Empire, you love it so much. Yeah. But he I don't read he's names. Still, <laughs> he's still alive yeah. and he's been convicted of sexual assault on minors Um on A minor, I think, but there have been other women come forward oh. with um, yeah. uh, talking about their experiences, their bad experiences with him as well. So it's not just like a one-off case. Um, but he fled the US and is can't go back. Like So he's still out there and free. And he did direct the original German language production of Tanz der Vampira. So I don't know I don't know how it came about but they there's somehow it ended up in in Germany they're like we'll um or not Germany probably Austria mm. um we where, where all the German language musicals begin in <laughs> Vienna that's just how it is and so he directed the musical's original production the music is composed by Jim Steinman yes I feel like that's so such a delay. Yeah, I'm like, anyone know who that is? I feel uh, like this I, is something I've heard. My yes, my brain okay. says share. Jim Steinman and Cher belong together for some reason in my head. Oh. I don't know why. Don't know why either. Don't know why. I, I'm gonna look at it up. and see. Yeah. yeah. But Jim Steinman wrote basically all of um Meatloaf's music. Maybe it's about that's out of why. hell. So, Helen, you'll be familiar with Bad Out of Hell because it's Dad likes it. Yeah. Also, Dead Ringer like for Love. Too. Dead Ringer for Love so, is a song that is written by Jim Steinman and it yeah. was performed by Cher and Meatloaf together. That's why. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He also, he's written, he written, a, he written, he written a bunch of songs for um, various, <laughs> English. various sort of 80s rock. He, he does a good rock ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, his, his songs are kind of everywhere. Um, I probably and, but his biggest collaborator was Meatloaf, and so they did Bad Out of Hell one and Bad Out of Hell two, and it's really, I find it hilarious because he basically didn't write anything new for Tans de Vampira. It's all his like back catalogue that he just like <laughs> whacked right in there. And if Helen had watched past the first five minutes, she'd be like, oh, "I recognise that song." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the orchestrations were by Steve Margoshes. Margoshes. And Michael Kunze wrote the original German book and lyrics. Um, Michael Kunze, uh, for Caitlin, he wrote uh, the lyrics for Rebecca. The book and lyrics. We're going to talk so. about Rebecca later, because yes, I mean we're talking about Michael Kunze as well. Yeah. Um, so, so Jim Steinman. So he, so straight from his catalogue, with almost no arranging, just like new words or like translated words. Um, so from the Bad Out, of, Bad Out of Hell album, there's a song called Objects in the Rear View Mirror May Appear Closer Than They Are. <laughs> That's not what the sticker says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a sticker anymore. 
Oh, like huh. I was looking at my rearview mirrors, and every time I look at them, that song runs through my head, and I'm like, which is often because <laughs> I look at them all the time when I'm driving. But mostly when like someone's really close behind me, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and I'm mm. looking at my like side mirrors, and I'm like, and then uh, that song because it looks different. I'm trying to figure out how stupidly close they are, um, but mm. I don't have the, the little sticker on mm. any of the mirrors anymore, which I'm sure are older cars of mine have had. Yeah, maybe the mirror manufacturing capabilities for cars have improved and they don't need Mm. to do the sticker anymore. Or they just don't. They don't need to do the sticker anymore because someone paid the right person the right money. Yeah, yeah. Mm. One of those silly busy songs. The big song that Helen would definitely recognise is a song that Bonnie Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler recorded, Total Total Eclipse of the Heart. It's called Totala Finsternis. That's like the big, it's the big, it runs all the way through as well. There's like little yeah. bits of it. And then it's a it's light like, motif. Yeah. And, and, and the opening, I think it's the opening of Act Two. They sing it and then they also sing it at the end. It comes, yeah, it's like the big, big moments are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the song released in 1983, which is a long time ago. <laughs> and um, it's it's got a, an odd story because – so Jim Steinman said – because he's passed away now. He passed away last year, I think, or the year before. Mm. Recently. Yeah. Which could be oh, any time in the, the previous tab. 10 years. <laughs> April 19, 2021. Yep. Yeah, so Three year before years. last. Yeah. Um, he, so he had been approached – some indeterminate time before um, Tens to Vampira and before he'd sold the song to Bonnie Tyler um, to write music for a Nosferatu musical. And Nosferatu is another word for vampire. There's like a film Mm. called Nosferatu. It was like a remake that they were going to do, but as a musical, like as you do. (laughs) Um, And he wrote this song and then nothing ended up, like, the project ended up dying in development, which is common for mm. projects. Yeah. And he, so he ended up selling the song, like, rewriting the lyrics and selling it. No, he'd written those lyrics, the English lyrics. And yeah, they're almost exactly the same. Yeah. So, yeah, they are almost the same. So he sold it to Bonnie Tyler and it was this hit. And then when he started working on Tens to, Tens to Vampira, he's like, I wrote uh, some songs for a vampire musical. <laughs> Let me get my notebook. <laughs> no one will know. It's Germany. <laughs> so he's like, it'll be fine. Um, and then now everyone's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I've heard this song before. So, and if you if you listen to the, the lyrics in English, it is all quite dark. And, and if you think vampires while you listen to it, you're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, and then... One of my favourite songs, which the very finale of the musical is a number called Der Tanz der Vampira, which is the dance of the vampires. Yep. And the vampires come out and they do a dance. Yeah. <laughs> they sing a song and I love it. And um, it's actually a song that's lifted from a film that Jim wrote the music for. Um, and the song's called Tonight is What It Means to Be Young and it's from Streets of Fire. So he just went, that's a cool song. We'll just put it there. <laughs> we'll just use that. And then part of this is why through, I love this musical. Yeah, because <laughs> it feels it feels like a bubblegum sort of jukeboxy musical, but it's not at the same yeah. time. 
Yeah, but it kind of is. But it kind of is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of um, – there's a lot of like – if you listen through the Bad Out of Hell albums, because there's more than one album, and then you listen through Tense to Vampira, you're like, yeah, I like I feel like I could reconstruct the Tense to Vampira entire score from like – Albums, other albums that Jim Steinman's written music for. And he has <laughs> like a like, total I vibe. I really feel like I could just <laughs> lift it and put it straight and like reconstruct it. Um, yeah, there's heaps of stuff, uh, which is it's great. And I'm a huge fan of Bad Out of Hell. I don't know if it's just growing up. Because Dad always well, Dad loved it. it. Dad always played it, yeah. And it was my song when I lived in Katanning, which is a country town about three hours south of Perth, three-hour drive. Um, and I lived there for three months um, when I was working as a speech pathologist and I'd come back up to Perth for the weekend. <laughs> I'd just like a bat out, like, out of hell. City <laughs> and blast it the whole way, like yeah. a bat out of hell. Through all of the roadworks. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! That's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite thing to do. Uh, we should do that song. next time we head down. Is have the bat out of the hill when we when we head down or when we head back up? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we'll just, we'll just have it. Um, no, we'll listen to Tans so, on the way down and bat out of the hill. Yeah, we can probably we can actually probably listen to all of them the whole probably. way down and all of them the way back. We'd have enough time. Um, Anyway, so Tense to Vampira, the original production played from October 4, 1997 to January 15, 2000 at the Raymond Theatre in Vienna, Austria. Then from September 16, 2009 to June 25, 2011, Tans de Vampira returned to Vienna at the Ronica. It was a new production. It didn't replicate the original. And I saw that production. Aaron, would you, would you like look at me? I got to go and see all of the good musicals. Yes, yes. this is my flex. <laughs> yeah. um, I also saw the production that was running at the same time in Germany, um, which is nuts. <laughs> but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So the what I really want to talk about is the Broadway production. Oh. <laughs> so... There was a plan to restage the original Vienna production with the original team for the 1998 season on Broadway. Now, if you remember, Roman Polanski isn't part of the original team, but he can't enter the US because he'll be arrested, <laughs> which, you know, he should be. Yep. Um, so he, they don't have a director, basically. <laughs> and I've, I've written in my notes. Lol. No Roman, Polans- <laughs> no Roman Polanski not allowed. <laughs> so, but Jim Steinman came back and so did Michael Kunza, I think. Like they all kind of came back and we're like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. But then the team kind of changed a lot. Like there was, it was one of those productions where it's not really working. So they bring in someone else like to direct or whatever and they're kind of and they had like a series of like unknown new directors that were kind of mentored and then they had ideas but then they had to like please the people putting money in and so it ends up being a little bit shit and so they're like let's just fire that person and bring someone else in and they'll fix it. Mm. Um, mm. So people were in and out of the team and then so they started making these comedic rewrites and things and it really wasn't looking good and they kept they ended up postponing the opening like a bunch of times and then they decided they're like what we need 
is like a name that will draw the crowds. Let's get Michael Crawford to play <laughs> the the Count Gruff von Crawford. <laughs> Michael the Count. Uh, Sorry. Yes, and Michael Crawford was like, because uh, he's uh, Michael Crawford. If you're unaware, is very well known as originating the the role of the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera. Mm. Um, and he's like, this is not going to be the Phantom role. This is going to be a completely different role. Um, but he's well known enough that he could start making demands and things mm. as part of his contract. Um, so he <laughs> wanted some creative input, and I think it seems like. Maybe it was driven by him, but it might have been driven by the team. But they were going for like kind of more of a Mel Brooks style of comedy. Mm. <laughs> Which, um, when you're doing Mel Brooks, is fine. But when you're doing a horror musical from Germany that has a completely different vibe, and then you yeah. shove Mel Brooks stuff into there, it's like it, silly. It's, it's and Mel Brooks <laughs> is really silly, and like, yeah. some people just are like. Ugh. <laughs> it's a very fine line. Um, so then, Mel, so- Mel Brooks is I'm being silly and I know I'm being silly. That's the joke. Whereas you need to perform the comedy like how Airplane is, where it's like every actor is dead serious in their role. Yeah. And that's where the comedy lies. <laughs> mm, rather than being like, I'm doing this to be funny. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so they had planned to open with the 1998 season, the like Tony Award season. Um, and this kept going on so long that uh, September 11, 2001 happened, mm. which was a big disruption for all of Broadway because obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of productions that um, didn't make it out of that because there was basically tourism just stopped into New York mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, and eventually they opened on December 9, 2002, and it is one of the costliest failures in Broadway history, losing roughly $12 million. Oops. Is it more expensive <laughs> than Spider-Man After Dark? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. That's probably up there. That lost more millions of dollars. Yeah. Or that cost more millions that cost of dollars. So much. Um Yeah, that's a nice disaster. Just, oh, like I I really want it to still be playing so we can go see it. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't want to accidentally see a Spider Man die. No, we don't want to accidentally <laughs> see a Spider Man die. I just want to yeah. see like all of the swings not work. <laughs> Just be like, yeah, they're just standing on the stage being stuff. like, I'm flying. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. But so not, the yeah. the Broadway production and the um the original Viennese production, I think, there is a, a production that has the original cast that was filmed professionally. Um, that can be found on YouTube um, with English subtitles and also without English subtitles. Um, That's the first five and minutes the, that I watched. Yeah, so the the but the Broadway production is also on YouTube in full. Um, I've only seen bits of it, and I'm like, <laughs> so cringy. But that often happens when I'm really familiar with a German language musical, and then I hear it in English, and I'm like, it's just weird, and it sounds lame. I, and I don't really know why, because it just kind of sound like the style of drama in. Like even German plays, the the way that they do the drama makes sense in the context of that play. Whereas if you try to replicate that in English in an English environment, the drama doesn't make sense. So it's yeah. either tacky or 
it's way too over the top, like how um, when uh, Helen's manga gets dubbed in English, yeah, the, the nice. voices are way too over the top and not yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the translation is um, it's not takes correct. away the subtlety yeah. or something. And there's this, like, as there's well. a phrase that means something, but it doesn't exist in English. And the closest yeah. translation isn't really right. It actually means yeah. something different. But yeah. <sighs> That'd be a tough, a tough thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Broadway production it failed, but it's still really popular around the world in other places mm. so um, I know Japan's really German language musicals translated translated into Japanese do really well mm. Mm. they've got a similar Again, sense the of the style dramatic. of drama yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not quite opera but it's there with the whole like my eyes are really big because I'm surprised <laughs> yes <laughs> on that note let's take a little break and we'll be back soon <laughs> Tens of Vampira. We're going to talk about our favourite bits. We're going to gush for a bit, Helen. <laughs> so, so the basic story is there is the professor. No, the professor. <laughs> Say it right. Professor? <laughs> professor. And his like, bumbling assistant, Alfred. It's Alfred, yeah. Yeah. And they're in this little village in, like, I don't know, Transylvania somewhere. He found him frozen because he was distracted writing notes. <laughs> and they pick up this prop of the professor, which is clearly made of foam and weighs almost nothing. <laughs> yeah. But they, they put him, like, Alfred puts down his bag because he's been, he's been hunting through. So there's been a massive projection of, like, the, the castle in Transylvania over the opening music. And then the lights change and you can see Alfred walking through a snowstorm going, where are you, Professor? <laughs> Singing his little song. Hey, and he puts morning. down the... Yeah, yeah, he puts down his bags hey, and he goes, oh, professor. no, the professor's frozen solid. <laughs> Picks it up, put oh, no. it, puts it on his back and he carries it away. <laughs> yeah. fast. And then they cut to... The village in the in the inn where and all they're of... thinking about garlic. Yes. Go, um, <laughs> no, that's block, about as no far as like. Yeah. Yeah. How does garlic go? Grow, grow, no? Knoblauch. He probably yeah. collapses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they put his, his feet in some hot water and, and then he, he like cracks. And yeah, like they got to that part where he was like moving his limbs kind of robot and yeah, because he's unfreezing and crack, crack, crack. And yeah. 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 It's really yeah. funny. And then um, the, they end up staying the night. Yeah. And we turn... We, so the professors all are like, oh, you've got garlic everywhere. They're like, are there vampires here? Because we're hunting vampires. And they're like, uh, no. What are you talking about? Yeah, duh. <laughs> and then we we meet the um we meet Sarah, who is the innkeeper's daughter. Yeah, I know her backstory. Yeah, she's been yeah, sent she's away to school. boarding school. She comes back, and her one thing that she enjoys doing is taking long hot baths with her fantastic yeah. sponge. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't like stinking all the time, like garlic. Mm. 
So she's like, I hate this place. I just like mm. to have baths and stuff. And she like just want to gets thanks for having a bath and, and all stuff. But she also gets a visit from the local vampire count who like yes. hovers in at the door. And she's got this cool like nude suit. Yes. <laughs> Which in like the really high def version that I watched, I was like, oh, it is a nude suit. But like <laughs> the whole thing, you're like, is she nude though? Because <laughs> it's yeah. very good. <laughs> it is a really good nude suit. Mm. Um, so yeah, she like stands up and and puts. Yeah, it's really cool. Her bath is cool too. It's one of those so this is where it's like feet. super good at, with the comedic stuff. Is her rooms on one side of the hall, and then they have a shared bathroom, and the professor and Alfred get put in the other side. And the innkeeper's very proud of his bathroom, so he's like, "Look, you have a adjoining bathroom," and his daughter's in the bath. And he's yeah, like, get out of the bath. The and she stands yeah. up and she's naked. And he's like, don't do that. And she's like, oh. <laughs> and then he comes back yeah. and he sings a song about like, I can't remember what he's singing about, but he's all about like, it's, stay with Papa. I, I, know, I know something, doctor. Uh, a beautiful daughter is a curse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, so, and he's like hammering the doors. <laughs> She can't yeah, get in the yeah, bathroom. So she can't get in, yeah. But she, so, so she has a couple of baths. So she has a bath later. She, like, cons Alfred. She's, like, all seductive. And he's, like, yeah, pretty girl. Yeah. And then, like, shuts him out and has a bath. And he's, like, oh, oh, okay. And she has a song that she sings in the and bath. it's very – I think there's a lot of innuendo in the in the song. She's talking about her sponge and stuff, but it's, it's like, really sexy. And she yeah. thinks, like, he's got a bit of a chance there, but she's actually just talking about the bath and her sponge. Yeah. <laughs> she loves it. Because she's And then while she's innocent. in there, she gets a visit from the, from the Count, who, yes. like, comes in the, like – the, the window. <laughs> roof window. What is that mm. called? Skylight? Yeah. <laughs> and it's all like, oh, hello. And she's like, oh, no. Um, as you and do. Then, yeah. As you do. yeah as you do. And she's like kind of like intrigued at the same time. Because <laughs> he's fancy. Mysterious, strange. And he oh. leaves her a pair of red boots. He's yes. like, come to my castle. I've got pretty things and you don't have to stink like garlic. And she's kind of like, hmm. Mm. Oh, so this nice. is the point where the scene with the the bonking on the head happens as well. Um, so there's a lot of like very slap sticky. Yeah, it's very it's great. So he's like, innkeeper sung a song about like it's really hard having a hot daughter, <laughs> and he's like <laughs> um, spanking her, locked away the the bath from her, and then he goes out through the professor and Alfred's room, and he goes downstairs and the whole scene swings around because it's great. The set it's is great, amazing. Yeah, the sets are really cool. And it swings around and then they're like setting up to like put themselves to bed and the she's um she sings a bedtime song um in duet with Alfred. And yeah. then you see the innkeeper in his um PJs like sneak into the maid's room up in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> and the wife wakes up and is like, oh, whilst the song is happening. And the professor's woken up and heard something happening. It's like, oh, maybe it's the vampire. And he goes <laughs> upstairs and he goes into the innkeeper's room and the wife's like smacks him on the head and yeah. he stumbles down the stairs and along the hall and into the bed and like yeah. perfect time. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably the scene that you saw from the movie. Yeah. 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 That'd be it. Now <laughs> yeah. realising, oops, I whacked the wrong person because I wanted to whack my husband instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The next morning he comes out and they're singing a song about like being alive in the sunshine and plucking. Yeah, yeah. So, and stuff so and he's like Sa- someone hit me Sarah, on the head <laughs> Sarah basically she's about to run away and she kind of gets caught by Alfred 
Um, and they talk about freedom and, you know, youthful things, youthful wishes and stuff. And mm. off she goes. And then we get a dream ballet. Oh, yes. So mm. this. This production has not one but, but two, two dream, dream ballets. ballets. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're not familiar with the concept of a dream ballet, they were very popular in like the golden age of musicals. So, you would see them in all the Rodgers and Hammerstein, like Oklahoma, and all those kind of ones. Um, so, basically, there's a song. And sometimes, like, it'll start with lyrics and then there'll be, like, a big instrumental bit. And there's a huge, like, kind of dance number. Mm -hmm. But generally what happens is that there'll be, like, dance doubles that do the dancing. So in this one, there's, like, a Sarah who comes out and she's wearing the same, like, white gown. She's wearing ballet versions of the red boots. Yeah, and and there's Alfred and they, like, dance. Yeah. Like a dream sequence. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. A, it's a dream ballet, but like they're they're like the stand-ins. They don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that yeah, except like the ones that you'll see. So like singing in the rain has like what's called a dream ballet. Um, but what's his name? Dances in it. What's his name? The guy. The singing in the rain guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. <laughs> God. Damn it. <laughs> so Gene Kelly does the dancing in the Dream Belly because he's Gene Kelly. Yeah. Um, he's a magical film. dancing Gene Kelly. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so he one. does the dancing. But then he encounters all these other characters like Sid Charisse who do the other dancings. Um, yeah, so generally Dream Belly you've got like your protagonists which are your like young man and young woman who are mm-hmm. in love. Yep. And then your bad guys. Will, yeah, and they will. Yeah, maybe bad guy, and yeah. they will dance. So Oklahoma does it as well. Yeah, um, and they're like, yeah. So there's like different people who do that bit. Yeah. So um, she's she's singing a little it. song, and there's uh, the dream ballet starts because she's just picked up her shoes and run off. Yeah. And it's the Sarah stand in. And she's like, oh, hello, Count. And he's like, hello, I'm a sexy dancer too. And then they do a little dance. And then there's the Alfred stand-in who comes in and is like, but I love you and I'm pure as well. And she's like, yeah. oh, I like you too. You're cute. And then, like, the sexy Count's like, hello, I'm still sexy. And then they run <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. This is my interpretation of the Dream Ballet. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they had, yeah, they had this big number. It's and, great, though. Um, mm. And then the whole, like, everyone awakes and they're like, oh, no, like, the Count's stolen our daughter and everyone's very upset and, um, oh, there's a minion. The Count has a minion dude. Yeah, and Igor. Igor, <laughs> yeah. Igor, yeah. He's, he's yeah. like, hunchbacked and. Yep, he's like funny a... too because he, he's, in all of his dialogue is just grunts, but he's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> like, pointing yeah. at things. I mean, like, a duh. <laughs> what <Yeah>. about this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and Chagall, the innkeeper, is distraught and he runs off to try and rescue his daughter mm-hmm. and he gets brought back and he's frozen and he's yep. dead and it's all very sad. And, and he's and got then... two little pimprick holes on his neck. Yes. Oh, no. And then he – so obviously he wakes up and he's a vampire. And then we get one of the best – one of my favourite lines in the whole thing is that he's there and – Yes. So dead Chagall – is on the, the table and they've had a they've already in part of one of the songs they've already had like a Jewish prayer moment and then yeah. 
Dechikar's on the table. His wife is distraught and the professor's like, we could just like stake him real quick. It'll be fine. And she's like, you get the hell out of this. It's my dead husband. He deserves better. And they all leave the room and the maid comes down with a crucifix and she's like, this is freaking weird. He would touch me all the time and I didn't like it, but now he's dead and I can basically do whatever I want to with corpse. Yeah, That's but weird. I kind of feel bad. Yeah, so well, she's like, she's working like... through some deep trauma and you yeah. go, girl. And she's got this crucifix and she puts it down and then she's got a candle so she can get a really good look at him. She puts that down and then he wakes up and he's like, He does the rising him. from the grave yeah. thing. It's very good, and, very snappy. Yeah, and, and she, so she picks up the crucifix and points at him and he's like, It doesn't work on me. Ich bin ein jüdischer Vampir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jewish. <laughs> um, and then they Which have a I little love. like run around and he bites her and then someone's coming down the stairs and he panics and puts her on the thing and he tries to hide. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's very good, very slapstick, very awesome. Um, yeah. So now we have that these two vampires. Yes. Um, and then basically the professor agrees to go to the uh, Count's castle to yeah. retrieve Sarah or Sarah and... Um, He's like, yes, because that's what he's there for all along. He's like, there are vampires here and I'm here to study them. And the end of Act 1 is them arriving at the gates of the castle and Graf von Krolik is there being all majestic and vampire-y. And the professor introduces himself and the the cat's like, dare Professor Ambrosius? And he's like, oh, you've heard of me? And he's like, oh, yes. Like he's really impressed with like the books he's written and stuff. And the professor's like, ah, This this learned person can't possibly be a bad guy. They know my books. Yes, how (laughs) civilised. Yeah, and then we get introduced to the the graph's son, Herbert, (laughs) who is fabulous. He is amazing. Yeah, so he sort of... um, struts out with his puffy shirt and he takes a look at Alfred and he's like, ooh, hello. (laughs) Alfred feels a bit weird about that. Yeah, he's like, I'm conflicted because I'm having girl feelings with this boy. (laughs) And that's the end of Act One. (laughs) Yeah, end of Act One, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, so many good bits. Um, And Act Two (laughs) opens in the castle. So basically the... The Count has brought the Professor and Alfred to, like, like given them a room with, like, a big four-poster bed and stuff and be like, because it's night time, obviously, and is like, mm. good night. And so they're sleeping. And then that's when we get the second dream ballet. Yeah. Which is and really I- cool because all these, like vampire monster mm-hmm. slinky people come out from like under the bed and from no, they're, the they're bed. coming from everywhere so that there's the the two guys that, that come from the top of the bed to sing mm. and they're just like hanging out above the four poster just being like how i'm singing this song heck yeah. yeah and then there's like they're coming out from under the bed and then they're coming out from inside the mattress and it's yeah. just very and like good. underneath as well yeah. yeah and then and so it's basically it's Alfred's dream, and he's dreaming about Sarah being in danger and how he's going to rescue her. Yeah, and but so he's... I think what ends up happening is like there's like this vampire monster with these like pants that look like they're leather, but they can't be, and they look like they don't really have a waistband. Like yeah. they just stop. And every time like I see it, I'm like, on. how are they, how are they not sliding down his butt? Yeah. <laughs> I get so distracted by that. And yeah. he's got like a, it's probably a um a unitard thing because yeah. he's got very painted. 
nip muscles <laughs> yes. up the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like probably. Is it a muscle suit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's well, like- not quite. It's more, it's just like slightly more defined using contouring. Yeah. Like a yeah. stocking. Yeah. A stocking fabric that just goes over, but then it's like. Would you like to hear my summary of this dream ballet? Yes. yes. Okay, so Alfred, the dancer, sees Sarah, the dancer, and goes, my love. And she's like, oh, hello. I love you. So it's a continuation, but it's a different dream. And they have a little moment, and he's like, I've come to rescue you. And then she's like, but wait, the sexy vampire. And he's like, oh, yes, I see the sexy vampire, but I'm a little bit concerned about the sexy vampire. And then sexy vampire goes, Sarah, stand over there for a minute. I'm just going to have a little moment with the boy and then they do a little tumble and he comes up and he's a vampire too and then he goes to Sarah and picks her up and takes her to the sexy vampire and they they feast on her together because that's yeah. what he wants to do <laughs> yeah but also is a nightmare it's a very um, bad nightmare yes yeah and meanwhile like Alfred's kind of tossing and turning in the bed mm. like the actor Alfred mm. like the normal one and the professor's just sleeping sitting up <laughs> Yeah, and this is another song that's taken straight from um, one of the Bad Out of Hell albums mm. called um, Seize the Night. Yes. Für die Nacht. Yep. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I really love it. And I love so, this scene change. Yeah. So the, Igor comes in at the end of the song and Alfred's woken up and is spooked um, and is like, what do I do? What do I do? And Eagle comes in with like a breakfast tray and he's <laughs> kind of furious because like no one's thanking him, I suppose. And yeah. um, spits in one of the breakfast bowls yeah. and Alfred takes the tray over to Alfred the professor. Alfred doesn't see him because Alfred wakes up and says, oh, how did this breakfast get Oh, there? yeah, true. I was pa- paying attention to Eagle being amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, he spits in one of them, so one of them's gross and one of them's fine. And the professor smells both bowls and gives the gross one to Alfred to eat. <laughs> and they they have a little chat moment and they dress Professor really quickly and send him off because um, he's going off to investigate something. And Vampires. Alfred has a little monologue to himself and then yeah, it's a ballad runs, time. Yeah, yeah, runs away. So he has a he has a song about yeah. how he's gonna rescue Sarah. Yes, and then Eagle comes back in to get the tray. <laughs> Yeah. And the bed zooms out and they're, like, moving things around and Igor is, like, pushing stuff here and there and he pushes in the oh, – I came from under the bed and he's moving stuff around. So he's, like, just sort of lurking weird, like, creepy places. He's yeah. pushing stuff around. I think this is when the transition goes to um, the vampires waking Again? up from their nap. So he, push, uh, he pushes oh, we in get- the – Throughout Act Two, we get these little interludes of um, the Chagall, yeah, and the and Magda, I think her name is yeah, the maid, the maid, and uh, doing comical things. Yeah, they share a um, they share a coffin, and and Igor has to like keep ushering them back into the coffin because like, they keep getting up in the around. daytime and yeah. they're loud. And yes, yeah, so there's like, a couple quiet, of yeah. little interludes like that. But the professor and Alfred end up finding where the Graf and his son are sleeping in their like ornate coffins. So they're like on this balcony, and then yep. the professor does this thing where he gets stuck. He like tries to jump down, and he gets hooked on the edge. So he's dangling from this. <laughs> so this is why balcony. I was so excited so- about the scene change because like you didn't need to have Igor futzing around. Excepting you got to get Professor in his harness. 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then and he's just dangling there and his shoe comes off and he's got yeah. one sock with and a hole in it. And there's quite a long time when he's sitting on the bridge and yeah. Alfred's there obviously like hooking him in and then it's yeah. like, okay, ready to go. And he goes, yeah. hook. And yeah. then Alfred has to go down and there's all this like, he's like, who is it? Open the coffin. And he slides it open and it goes, da-da! Really <laughs> and he's like, the groff. Like he's so scared. <laughs> the groff. And then he opens the other one and it goes, da-da! And he's like, who is it? Who is it? He's like, der Zorn. <laughs> and he's so scared. And he's, basically the upshot is he's a total wuss and he's too scared to stake them in the heart. Yeah, so, and mm, Professor's cranky and says, fine, come and get me off the the thing I'm hanging on. Yeah, and they, so like, that's kind away. of an abortive attempt at you know, actually killing the vampires. Yeah. Um, but then the professor gets distracted by a library. He's like, yeah. Booker, 100,000 Booker. And yeah. then he starts singing his patter song. He has the patter song. Logic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he, he gets very excited. And then, and then like romantic song with Alfred. Alfred, so Alfred finds a finds book of poetry. <laughs> yeah, and it's all like about love. And he's like, "Oh, this will help me, you know, win Zara, Sara yeah. up." Like, and then, but then Alfred, no, um, Herbert. <laughs> the sun, turns up and he's like, "Hello, what are you reading?" And Alfred's like, oh. <laughs> and then, and then, basically gets molested by Herbert, who's like chasing him, and is all like, "You're so pretty." And Alfred's like, "What?" The fuck? Yeah. There's going to be dancing doing? and romance at the ball tonight, but I can't wait that long because you're so cute right now. <laughs> and he gets away by shoving his book of poetries into um, Herbert's yeah. mouth and then when runs out into the him. audience and then runs back yeah. up onto stage and Herbert's like, yeah, all the I'm way around. still here. And he finds Sarah in her bath. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, hello. Look at my cool dress that the graph like, bought for me. It's this like, beautiful red dress. And she's yeah. like, I'm so excited for and the this ball. this giant sponge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, look at this new sponge too. Yeah. Like, she loves it. And um, she goes, she's in a bubble bath. So there's like bubbles and stuff. And Alfred's all like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like she's naked. Weird. That happens with all like, I'm library. here to rescue you. And she's like, no. Yeah, I'm, having, I'm having the time of my life. Um, she, He sees her in the bath first and then he... She's like, no, go away. I'm about to get out of my bath. And he finds a professor. And then he hears Sarah's ah song and ah, comes back. Yeah. And comes back and it's it's Herbert. I have to sing because Helen didn't watch it. Yeah. She doesn't know the songs. And so he goes back to the bathroom and it's Herbert in the bathroom singing the, the song. And oh, then yeah, they have their that's little right. interaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like lured there because Herbert's going yeah. like yeah. this false. <laughs> and Herbert <laughs> has the best makeup of any person on that stage. Like it is mm-hmm. intense. It's amazing. And so they do the running thing, the running gag, and he's like, oh, I'm here, and his teeth are on, and um, he wrestles him off, and the professor comes in and says, what's all this noise? And he's like, oh. Sodomists or bigamists or what is it? Buggers sodomy, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, sodomy. And like lectures them both and like spanks Herbert and Herbert's offended. Um, and there's like a throwaway gay joke and then Albert and Professor leave and Herbert huffs off. Yeah. <laughs> and by this, so they've wasted the whole day basically because then we have yeah. all of the um, – vampires wake up from the graveyard and that's a really cool set as well like rises up to this big rake and they all like climb out did you notice in the 
um, Total Eclipse song with the yeah. So they've got Sarah in her um, red shawl and boots. So she just arrived at the castle and the counts up on the staircase. In the mm-hmm. background, they had um, what looks like portraits, but it's actually a few actors because the portraits move around and they're like they're yeah. looking at her. It's so cool. And then they do the those costumes are the vampires that are getting out of the crypts. Yeah, that have been, so there's all yeah. these vampires from different like eras. Yeah, like, they're all wearing like old timey costumes, like, but they're all like bedraggled and. It's but they're like steampunky they're like, as well. Yeah, they're a little bit goffed yeah. up, a little bit steampunked up. Come, but, and they they sing a song called Ewigkeit, which e- is basically eternity. They say words like long summer, which means long and boring. Yeah, so it's it's like they've been asleep for a really long time because there's just nothing to do, and they're all like. Zombie so kind the of because they're, like, they're all stiff. The ball. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have a and feast. Like, so and then once they clear out, they take forever to like march off. And then the graph sings um, objects in the rearview mirror song mm. about mm-hmm. how, and it's a little bit of his backstory that he like his lost love and how he's been living forever and stuff. Where so it reminds me of there's this. Is it cats? The moments of happiness. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of that song where he's like, I've just been around for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of melancholy. Yeah. And kind of like, when will it all end? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then they have the ball. And that's pretty specky. Yeah. So they're – and the – well, Alfred and the professor infiltrate the ball – by putting on, they like knock they bunk, out some of the vampires. They bump the vampires and steal their costumes. <laughs> yeah, and they they end up being found out because they're they're like dancing along in like you know one of those old timey line dance kind of things. But they're mm-hmm. facing mirrors, and of course, no one else can be seen in the mirror except the people Sarah who are alive. And, yeah. and so they're dancing, and they're like one by one, the vampires like are like um, and the music stops, and then they they like escape by putting the crucifix up because they're not Jewish vampires. <laughs> they're Christians and run away. And they take um, Sarah with them, but Sarah's already been bitten. Yeah. Ah. So she gets bitten at the start when she comes down the big spiral stairs. Yeah, so she's in a beautiful red ball ground and, and she's, like, yeah. she gets bit straight away and then they are doing and she's like, the, the dance and she's just like got blood everywhere. It's great. Yeah. And they they escape and they make their escape and they run away and then we get the last scene with the the professor's like writing in his notebook or everything that he's learned and meanwhile um, Alfred's there with Sarah and he's like come on it's okay and then Sarah turns into a vampire mm, and, and bites him <laughs> and then they're both vampires and the professor just goes yes and then like walks off yeah he's like all ends all's well that's end well I've got my notes it's fine don't worry about it yeah, do, 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 do. and um, and, and then, then the music changes and the vampires dance. Yeah, we get the vampire dance, which is my favorite bit. Yeah. And it's really cool. And like the whole dance. I love the dance. It's such a good dance. There is very definitely a dance chorus and a singing chorus. And the singers move. 
and the the dancers also sing, but they're like broken up into all these bits. So a lot of the dance is just like there's like three or four clumps, like groups. And they just yeah. ball change around the um, the stage, it's, it's, but they lead with their shoulder movement. <laughs> so there's there's Magda, the bar uh, wench turned vampire, and Herbert, and they're singing the main refrain of the song at the start. And then they do like yeah. a little shoulder shuffle, and then they're just yeah. stalking around the stage, and then they're like picking yeah. up different groups and just like. Zooming along yeah, with them and then coming back, around, yeah. yeah. And then the dancers and then the come dancers in and do the do dance, like a dance yeah. And I like the little girl with the little ringlet. Yeah, she's heels. so cute with a little like floaty skirt. <laughs> but yeah. did you notice this? And you, like, this might just be me, but all of the like vampires that came out of the crypt, because that was all basically all of the chorus. Um, they all have the gothed up shorter version of their crypt costume. So yeah. the little girl in the ringlets was like a full like Mary Antoinette situation, and now she's got like yeah. this cute little short skirt with like yeah. cutaways, and it's it's yeah, it's got like amazing. a little uh, hoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's a little mini skirt with a hoop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was, I love it so much. Yeah, and they so do the, the big sets, dance. The sets are amazing, and yes. I got to go on a backstage tour. <laughs> <laughs> so so I went to Germany while I was at university, while I was, while I was studying my undergrad. I went for six weeks um, to spend in Stuttgart on like a exchange program to learn German, which I learned a lot while I was there, but then I like forgot it all as soon as I came back because you have to really use it. And everyone in Germany speaks English so good. Yeah. Um, but I... I was still in my early 20s and was really absent and kind of didn't plan or look into anything. And I remember the first day, so we were there and it's our orientation and we had like a bus tour of the city and we saw the Mercedes-Benz Museum and stuff. And so we're on the bus kind of on the way home and I saw another bus and on the other bus was the like advertising for Tense de Vampira and I was like, <gasps> oh, <look at> this. <laughs> What luck! <laughs> I could see it. It's in the city, and it, and it was so. It was, and it was. I feel a bit icky about this, but that production, it was a replication of the original, and it was actually directed by Roman Polanski. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that. the death of the author and all that, la la la. Yeah, when mm. they're dead, though. Yeah, um, <laughs> so death of the author refers to once a piece of art is created, it is now separate from its author. Yes, so, but it doesn't quite work because no. while they're still alive, if you're consuming their work, they are benefiting from it. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And that's that's where you get the that's line. That's the problem with J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so if he was dead, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, we're just going <laughs> to, yeah. But yeah. because he was directly involved, I was like, mm, which I didn't actually realise until I started sort of researching for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I but was yeah, so, so pure before you did research, and I was like, "This is just a beautiful, like, piece of art," and I enjoyed it. And you're like, These are all the reasons why we have to be iffy about it, and I'm like, yeah. "I agree," but also, yeah. you could have left me in my innocent state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I saw it, and it was really good. So I went with a friend um, from uni, and we, I don't know, saw an evening show. And we were up in the balcony, um, but we went a little bit early, and the, there was like a kind of a bar restauranty cafe thing in the complex and they had like blood themed 
uh, of vampire themed cocktails and things. <laughs> so I got this like blood thing. Um, and then, and there was a backstage tour. So you could buy an extra ticket for the backstage tour, which is why we're there. And we're there and we're like, can we have the backstage tour? And they're like, it's, they're going to be all in German. They're not doing it in English. And I'm like, don't care. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And it was. So we're, we're in this group and there's just people rattling on in general. And I remember that because it was before the show and somewhere upstairs people were doing like warm-ups and like vocal warm-ups. Mm. So they're going like, like all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I remember like uh, like a good chunk of the group that was on the tour were like laughing. Like that's so weird. And I was like, they're doing their warm-ups. Like. This is what happens backstage yeah, at the theatre. Yeah, because you're a theatre nerd. <laughs> yeah, so I already knew all that stuff. But I remember, stuff. like, I don't remember much about it. And they obviously gave us a lot of information that just went straight over my head of, like, you know, history of the production or this and that and the other. But I remember, like, the tracks in the stage were massive for all the set yeah. pieces that come in and turn around. They're huge. And I'm like, in the pro show, you can And I'm them. like, how do they do their Dance of the Vampires in those heels and not, stick their heels inside the tracks because they would have been like a good two, two, three inches wide. Yeah. Mm. So the... Gouges all, in the stage. <laughs> well, it's not a gouge in the stage. It's a stage built on top of the stage yeah, to yeah, accompany yeah. the tracks. Um, but uh, um, Phantom of the Opera uses tracks like that, yeah. big, big, big tracks to drag their stuff in and out. You learn. Um, they would have... <laughs> you would know where they were, yeah. Well, in, in the rehearsal space, they would have put tape down to say this is where the hole is, don't step on it. Um, yeah, and then they would have Someone's been probably done it at some point during rehearsal. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like um, they constantly do rehearsals. There's there's really good um, videos on YouTube of the cast, um, and like they invite public into some rehearsals, and they're like chatting away and doing like Q and As and stuff, and they're like. Oh, like these people have been doing it for years. Like they definitely know the show inside out. And like the um, director's like, yeah. And then I just flip the choreography or I make everyone play everyone else's parts. And it's just, it's a fun time. But like you really got to nail down where everything is because it's quite dangerous. <laughs> you've got a lot of, you've got holes in the stage. You've got people flying in and out. You've got yeah, three versions of the couch. Yeah, chunky set pieces. And, and they like come in around, and they spin yeah. around and yeah. they do all sorts of stuff. It's amazing. Like, it's really it's stuff cool. that you wouldn't get away with in Australia because our insurance laws are incredibly strict. Um, <laughs> but, like, the the way that they approach things is really good. Like, the the thing that the professor for, is stuck on, he's not just, like, hung onto a hook. The whole piece of the balustrade moves with him, so he's, like, mm. really well secured. Um, yeah, you can see it. Like you can yeah, see it, it flips up audience. with him. Yeah, and yeah. and it You're doesn't. Like, he is very obviously on a harness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't break the immersion. Because the whole thing though. is so slapstick as yeah. well. You're like, and you kind of know it's going to happen. Like the mm. way he spends so much time waiting, and then it's like, okay, here we go. You're like, he's not. Gonna... Yeah, <laughs> he's not... and like the <laughs> thing that makes stuck. me laugh so hard is it's very clearly a very very young man in very very old man makeup. Yeah. But he just yeah. has the perfect wavering voice and the yeah. perfect like. Um, good. moves of his eye, like fake eyebrows when he's doing his scowls and such and his yeah. little logic song is just it's so logic, good logic, logic. logic yeah we und wo und wer und something mm. ah. yeah it's uh, where <laughs> it's what, where why, and yeah. why yeah. how except they all actually start with a v yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and 
another like just total coincidence that the um, Viennese production was on at the Ronica, like at the same time I was there. So I did have a weekend where I went to Vienna um, with another friend who was on exchange in Italy mm. and we went, we went there and we saw, so this is kind of a little bit of an updated production. It took us freaking ages to find the theatre. <laughs> you just kept getting lost. This is before smartphones and Google and uh, Google yeah. Maps on your phone in your pocket. So like, and every time they'd always, the train lines are great. And I'd always know like I'm at this train station and I have to just like once I'm up on the road, I just have to go left. But then you come up and you're like, which way is left? And I always go the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Pop up in the street and be like, it's on this street somewhere, but I don't know which direction I'm going. Yeah. Um, so I got lost a lot. Um, but we found the theatre eventually and um, Drew Sarich was playing the Graf von Krolock. Um, he's an American actor, but he's done a lot of like German stuff. And we stage doored. So we went around the stage door. And also, I've got my program here. I saw the original professor. So that young guy that's in the actual um, the yeah, on the video on YouTube. Yeah, His name is Gernot Craner. Um, and I think it was the original Chagall. The Chagall is very, um, what's his name? Who did the f- film of Fiddler on the Roof? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's total vibes. Topol, Topol. <laughs> yeah, Topol. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's very Fiddler vibes because it's that, he's got the little, like, Jewish ringlets and the hat and stuff. Which yeah, which is. Names, and I don't know what they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, we, yeah, we went to the stage and it was great. And we saw there was, like, a slightly different ending where, the graph comes out at the end because he, he didn't in the original when they're doing Der Tanz der Vampira. Mm. The graph's just off, he's done, and he comes out for the bows. But in this one, he like he comes out and he like flies up into the air and they have this like set thing and the, and the projection that makes him look like a bat, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people were like, it's too on the nose. And I'm like, no, oh but it's God. perfect. <laughs> like, it totally so fits the vibe. The first entrance of the count. He's facing away from the audience and there's a projection mm. and there's a light. So he looks he kind has, of like a bat. Oh, yeah. And then he's like lowering his arms and he's doing like, oh, I'm singing a song. And you can see the um, Alfred and um, Sarah because they've got a little spot and they're holding a little candle and they're like in the light. And he's like, oh, I'm a dark thing. I'm a shadow over the two of them. It's very yeah. on the nose symbolism. And then he Makes turns around and he's got, yeah, he's got his – um cape up perfectly so that mm. at the exact beat when um he needs to his face his white white face needs to appear he can drop it and the spot's already there and it's amazing and it's perfect and I love yes. them <laughs> yeah it's so good I also got a bunch of merch so I got programs from both productions um but I also got like a it's a syringe that has got black blood in it but it's a pen <laughs> <laughs> um, I got that um, and mug. I got a little, yeah, I got a mug. I always get a mug. <laughs> and I got a little rubber ducky, but it's a little vampire, it's a vampire rubber ducky. ducky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I, I named him Herbert. And when I went, I went to visit Berlin and I went to the Jewish museum there and there was a little Jewish vampire with the little ringlets and the hat. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. they have, I had them together and I called them Chagall and Herbert. And I also got, which my this is my favorite thing, I got a calendar. So I got, oh, it must yes. have been the 2011 calendar. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been sitting um, on your um, thing yes! forever. <laughs> so I've got and it's always Herbert. On Herbert. <laughs> There's a page of Herbert and he's looking, he's like, hmm, and yeah. looking really. Um, um, Cat that's got the cream. 
kind of happiness. <laughs> yeah, and mm. I've got that on the back of my toilet door. So any visitors who come and sit on the toilet, you're being like ogled by Herbert. He's <laughs> 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 my favorite thing. I love that. Yeah, so good. <sighs> so, das war Tanz der Vampire. Hast du Tanz der Vampire gesehen? <laughs> Sie finden uns auf Twitter oder Instagram at isnitneatpod oder schreiben Sie uns eine E-Mail an isnitneatpod at gmail.com. Vergessen Sie nicht, bitte liken und abonnieren und hinterlassen Sie uns gerne eine Bewertung. Das hilft uns wirklich weiter. Vielen Dank fürs Zuhören. Jetzt gehen Sie und genießen Sie etwas, das Sie für öffentlich toll. Musik